what we've got here is failure to communicate. From sunny Southern California, we bring you Meet Bridget, a podcast for building confident communication and female badassery. We spotlight women who have bridged the gaps in their lives by building strong relationships and speaking their teenage dreams into reality. When we are focused on doing so much, we can tune out our intuition and our creative power and other things that like women are stronger in. Welcome back to Meet Bridget. We are a show that dives into the often untold teenage and young adult experiences of successful women from all types of backgrounds and in all sorts of careers. This show is an extension of our platform, Bridget, a confidence coaching service for young women. My name is Kishia Rosenberg, and I co-host this show alongside my best friend and Bridget founder, Asha Gabriel. Today, we are coming at you with another one-on-one interview. I'm here with Anna Rook. She is the co-founder of Akasha Superfoods. She has a BA in psychology from UCLA and a minor in food studies. She earned her certificate in plant-based nutrition from Cornell University and received her yoga teacher training abroad. She's a foodie, a world traveler, a yogi, a Capricorn, just like my sister. And she's on a mission to foster connection through earth-conscious eating, aka, and I love this, gratitude and food. We're going to dive into Anna's origin story, her travels, the inspiration behind Akasha, and so much more. Anna, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. I'm really thrilled to have you. Thank you. That was a beautiful introduction. Thank you for being here. So let's jump right in. I mean, we always start our interviews talking about formative experiences. We like to get into the nitty gritty of what created the person sitting here today. So tell us a little bit about you, where you came from, where you grew up, a bit of your background. Okay. I am from Los Angeles, California, born and raised, fourth generation, and I started getting into health and wellness when I was about 16 years old. It was in 2013. My dad was diagnosed with lung cancer. Before then, though, I certain experiences that had happened in my life had kind of showed me like an introduction to the medical industry and how that it can fail you in a sense. My mom had like multiple issues where she was like hospitalized when I was a young girl. And then when my dad was diagnosed with cancer and there was not much that they could do, that was kind of like another thing that showed me like there has to be an alternative. Yeah. And I'm not just saying like of course, like I believe in like the medical industry and it has its place, but I hadn't even seen or heard or known anything about holistic medicine at the time. So that was when I started really like diving into it when I was looking for other answers. Um, because as a Capricorn, you always you don't take no as an answer and you just <laughs> you always look into other other options, other answers. And so that's when I kind of started my health journey was in 2013. And that's how I came across CMOS, actually, for the first time before it was even like a huge thing here. So, I mean, it's pretty rare to have a um, fourth generation Los Angelino. I actually don't think I know anyone whose family has been here for that long, just because it's such a 
city of transplants. What was growing up in Los Angeles like? You talk about your parents, and I I really want to get into that. Are you an only child? Like, what part of LA are you from? So I have a younger brother, and honestly, I loved growing up here. Thankfully, my parents gave us a lot of freedom. I feel like I spent most days outdoors when I wasn't in school, like would just ride my bike or like be in the dirt, kind of just spent a lot of time outside. Thankfully, we didn't have social media growing up. And when Facebook was introduced, I made a Facebook account and got in a lot of trouble for it. So (laughs) I was like off that for a while and pretty much would I read a lot. We had a -a readathon at my elementary school, and I won that almost every single year. (laughs) I've always been obsessed with like my own heart. (laughs) I've always been obsessed with like reading and school, and yeah, playing outside, playing tennis. I grew up playing tennis. I personally, I loved growing up here, and it's kind of all that I ever knew until I started traveling, which was when I studied abroad in Australia um, during college. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you bring up a good point. Having no social media as a kid made a huge difference. I mean, anyone who's listened to the show knows that I'm uh, the oldest of four kids. And the age discrepancies between myself and my younger siblings are pretty great. Like Mm -hmm. between myself and the youngest, there's a 16-year age gap where I'm a millennial. Like he's like a true Gen Zer, like he's never known a world without iPhones or like Apple products and things like that. And I'm like, we used to have dial-up internet and go outside to play and stuff. Like, yeah. And I just think it's so rare. I remember like plugging my desktop computer into the Ethernet cable, like to yeah, get internet yeah. to access my AOL email. Yeah, I think it's wild that a lot of like young kids now they don't even know what like a like a telephone with like a cord is, you know. So a totally different generation not to date ourselves or anything like that. So I love that. Very outdoors, which seems very true to who you are now. Tell us a little bit about your relationship with your parents and like this journey into holistic food and like how you became interested in that. Mm -hmm. So my parents actually divorced when I was in middle school. But before that, like I've always been super close with both of them. My dad is very entrepreneurial and has started multiple restaurants and different businesses in LA um, before he passed away. And my mom was more of like a stay-at-home mom. I've always had a great relationship with her as well. She did have some issues with drugs and alcohol and was in rehab for a few years when I was younger. So that's when I got like closer with my dad. And we actually became like obsessed with watching Shark Tank together. When I was younger, I always like dreamed of starting my own business It's like a huge dream of mine growing up. And I feel like I learned a lot from their mistakes, like specifically even with like drugs, alcohol, just seeing what played out kind of showed me like what I don't want. Yeah, I learned so much from their way of parenting, like giving us more freedom. It made me it made me never, ever want to go against any rules that 
I don't know. I never wanted to rebel or anything because I had so Mm -hmm. much. They gave me so much leeway and so much freedom. My dad taught me a lot about cooking. He would cook every meal at home and was a chef. He opened La Scala in Brentwood. I don't know if you're familiar with. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 So the famous salad, right? Yeah. The La Scala chopped salad. We actually we have that. We have that salad on rotation like several times a night at my house. Oh, wow. Like an imitation of it. That's so cool. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's it's really delicious. Um, He was like, he helped open up the Brentwood location. He's always been super passionate mm-hmm. about food. There was like always olive oil, like abundance of it in my house growing up. So he taught me a lot about like cooking. And I feel like that's where my passion for food really came from. And yeah, my mom actually started really getting into holistic health a little bit more than me when she was going through her own healing process too when she was coming off of like different prescription medications and she started taking care of her body better and exercising working out and then got into like Chinese medicine and different herbs and that was kind of around the same time that my dad was diagnosed with cancer and then Everything sort of happened at the same time. And so it's been very supportive having a parent that's on the same page as me. Now my mom's been about 16 years clean and 16 years sober. So it's very inspiring. And yeah, she's one of my best friends and mom. And we're just able to like geek out on everything health and wellness, which is so amazing. And I'm so grateful for that and she teaches me a lot and I teach her a lot so I love that so much my dad's actually 32 years clean and sober and it's wild right like I feel like I was just talking to somebody about this but you know we consider our parents to be the figureheads or the mastheads of our life you know they like are supposed to guide us through everything And I think as kids, we don't realize how human they are now that we're like hitting these age milestones, which is, again, not to date us or say that we're very, we're old by any means, but just just now like being an adult and like working in the real world and, you know, creating these pathways to success and and watching our own dreams come to life. I think it's so interesting because now like I feel like my parents individually are they've always been real people, but, you know, you just have such a different, richer, complex relationship with them where you get to, like, understand them as whole people. Um, So that has to be so gratifying to be able to have that relationship with your mom, and you must be really proud of her. Yeah, definitely. It's interesting that you say that because I've thought about that a lot recently. Specifically, I feel like I used to hold a lot of resentment about my parents' divorce and about them fighting and, like, why did my dad ever drink? Like, why did he have these habits? Why did my mom do this? And getting older, like not, you know, getting older, I would say that now I have a lot more like empathy for them. And I Mm -hmm. I understand Mm -hmm. not why they did these things, but I understand that like there's so much pressure to have every single thing figured out. And just because you hit a certain age, it doesn't mean you're going to ever have it figured out. Like, we're all growing. 
we're all in a growth cycle continuously. Like it never ends. Mm-hmm. There's no hopefully. Yeah. Right? Hopefully. <laughs> like it never it never ends. Like everyone's always talking like how I healed like my gut or my relationship with food. Like does that truly ever like finish or are you continuously doing it throughout your life? I mean, there's always like environmental toxins, so you always have to be like treating your gut with love and care do you ever have like intrusive thoughts like probably like there's never really an end it's like continuously you have to work on these things every single day yeah no I love that you're saying this because um my dad used to say this thing where he goes to therapy pretty much everyone in my family does but I remember like several years ago he used to say like sometimes it's frustrating because sometimes you feel like you wake up in the morning and there's no like there's like a reset button it's like you don't like wake up healed there's no like graduation from it it's something that you have to choose to do every single day and I think that's so true with everything in life like I love how you bring up like the how I healed my gut thing because you see so much right now especially like with reels and tiktok it's like if you click on one like you get like five more like within the next hour you know of like how i healed my gut and like chronic inflammation but it's not just a like one trick thing like you do you have to make conscious decisions about what you put in your body and the the things that you're doing every single day in order to maintain that habit it's it's totally a spectrum right it's a choice that you have to make every single day and there's never really an ending. And because we're seeing so much of that content of people saying, this is how I did it in five days. This is how I did it in a week. How I did it in a day. Now we're expecting those results. So when you ask someone, like, can you use this product for 90 days and see what happens? Like, if they don't see results within two weeks, they might stop using it because they're so used to, like, hearing that things should happen sooner. So the instant gratification. Yeah. At baseline, I'm not a very patient person. I have to work really hard at it, which actually surprises a lot of people now. So I think I've done a good job of trying to, you know, reroute that bad habit. But I'm definitely an instant gratification person. Like you just want it. And I think it's part conditioning and part just how I am. But (laughs) I've I've learned how to be better about it. I mean, that's how we all are today, right? (laughs) If my videos aren't loading within 10, 15 seconds, I'll just close the app because I'm like, I don't have time for this. (laughs) It's not working. It's really bad. In the pre-social media days, you talk about starting your holistic journey around like the age of 16. I know that that stemmed from your parents' separate health journeys. What was the first thing that really drew you into holistic medicine? Like, was it yoga? Was it food? Was it just a little bit of everything and then you just kind of dove deeper? Yeah. So I was researching different ways to get mucus out of the lungs because my dad had the gnarliest cough. It was mm-hmm. it was really, really bad. And I was just trying to think of like anything that could relieve that cough. And so I started learning about – I came across Dr. Sebi I don't know if you've heard Mm -hmm. of him. Oh, Um, yeah, I have. Yeah. And he was talking about like raw food diets and like alkaline and juicing and smoothies. So then that like next week, we got a juicer. We got a Vitamix. I was going to try and make all the green smoothies and like completely Mm -hmm. do a full 180, which didn't really work. 
especially I mean I was even completely turned off by all the smoothies I was like this is disgusting I never even like tried any of this stuff before but once you have the knowledge and you're aware of it your body does start to gradually open up to it even at first if it takes a few different tries but I would say get learning about like raw food and enzymes and different ways for your body to like absorb nutrients and getting more micronutrients into the body was the first thing that I dove into and then from there I would say it was more so like working out and then I was introduced to my first yoga class in college actually um one of my roommates was like you should just join me for a core power class because she always saw how stressed out I was and then from Mm -hmm. there I fell in love with like the practice but yeah I would say that first nutrition was what I dove into It seems to me like you had sort of that sweet spot in terms of like the age that you were discovering all of this because at 16, that's when most people are like thinking about what schools they want to go to if they want to go to school. Did you already know at that point, like I want to get into holistic nutrition or what did you see yourself doing? I had no idea. (laughs) I was kind of just applying to schools and I wasn't you know, when you apply to schools, you have to apply to different majors. I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't even know which majors I'm applying to which schools. So I was like, oh, this looks interesting. Like, maybe I'll do entrepreneurship. Maybe, I I don't know. And I applied to UCLA as an economics major, uh, business economics. End of my sophomore year, I decided to completely switch over to psychology just because it wasn't interesting to me. And I wanted to find something that was more interesting. And then I also discovered the food studies minor, which I learned all about how our soil has completely changed over the last like 50 to 100 years and how that's impacting us today and more sustainable options. So that even opened my eyes up to the food system on a greater note. But throughout college, like thankfully, I went to a school that was very health focused. So UCLA Mm -hmm. has one of the best dining halls in the world. It's called Bruin Plate phenomenal food. I really dove into veganism my freshman year of college and I was vegan for four years. I'm no longer vegan. I was just going to ask. <laughs> no, I actually went like full other side too. <laughs> like did the full carnivore thing for a little bit in secret. But I kind of started building like my own gratitude and food while I was in college sharing meals like how to eat vegan in college and it was like a major secret like none of my friends even knew about it and I started meeting friends online like my junior year of college around then and would start I kind of started creating like a wellness community and started meeting friends that were like-minded because most of my friends in college I met them all through partying I mean, some not, some through like other clubs and stuff that I was involved with on campus. But I feel like once I started just like owning that and just fully expressing myself, I started meeting more people that were like-minded and I met most of them through social media. Yeah, it's just been a journey and I feel like I've been very open-minded to everything, which is why I was very passionate about being vegan, but I wasn't stuck to it. People would ask me, are you going to be vegan for the rest of your life? And I was like, I don't know, because maybe my opinion will change. Maybe something will make me not want to be vegan any longer. I think it's just important not to become too attached to like any ideology or 
any opinion too strongly because then you can't be open-minded to like anything else. I would tend to agree with you, but that's part of that growth mindset too. It really sounds to me like you were just starting this journey of really learning and understanding something that you are already passionate about, which was food. And so the veganism was probably just more of like not an experiment, but just like a way of you understanding that really deeply as opposed to just like learning it as a concept and then not trying it. Definitely. And I I also felt better than I had in years. I mean, I had completely cut out all processed foods and was just eating whole plant foods. So of course, when you cut out any group of foods, you're going to feel better. I mean, in a mm-hmm. sense, like if you're going from eating a standard American diet to all of a sudden just eating a bunch of fruits and vegetables, you're going to feel You're going to feel clean. Yeah, you're <laughs> going to feel you're going to feel clean, but doesn't mean you're getting like all the nutrients you need to be getting, which Yeah. I wasn't, but Yeah. Yeah, I did feel very good. Going through college, you started Gratitude and Food, which is your amazing blog, and then you you tried yoga for the first time while you were in school as well. So, I know that you taught yoga for a little while. Are are you still doing that or is that still a big part of your life? So I got my certification right after I graduated college. And then I did like an extension program with Core Power and then COVID hit. So I never really, I was doing it a little bit on YouTube for a while, but mm-hmm. I kind of fell off of that and just dove straight into Akasha. And mm-hmm. that kind of just became something that I wanted to enjoy rather than feeling like it was another business per se or another way I don't know yoga has kind of just become like an outlet for me rather than something that I want to teach that you wanted to practice as like a career exactly yeah COVID has changed things so much and I'm I'm so impressed by some of our guests that have started businesses and like just fully scaled them like through the pandemic because For a lot of people, starting anything or continuing anything during these last couple of years has been, at least from a business perspective, has been incredibly daunting. So it's super impressive. I want to know everything about Akasha. What sparked it? Like, how did you find Alex, your partner? Like, how did this come into your life? I became like obsessed with superfoods in college. Like, when my mom was moving me out of my dorm room, she couldn't believe the amount the amount of boxes that I had solely of like just different powders every single powder you could think of besides I didn't ever have sea moss but I had like ashwagandha before it was a thing before it was like trending all over TikTok like every single green powder that are in those mixed green powders I pretty mm-hmm. much had them all individually how did you find out about that like was this part of a class or I was watching YouTube like in any of my downtime, I would just watch YouTube videos or read books. On- just to learn? Yes, just to learn. And I can't even tell you who I watched because I would watch one video, then click on the suggested video, keep going, <laughs> keep going like, and I would learn about one thing and then I had to have it because I was like, okay, this, I need to start adding this to my smoothie and start doing this. Um, so it kind of just all started to pile up. And then I worked at Sun Life Organics which is a popular smoothie bar in LA. And I further 
grew my knowledge of like different superfoods. And before that, I had actually worked at a different raw cafe as well, where I learned a lot. After college, I started working at Next Health, and that's where I met Alex. And COVID hit. He had been talking about how he wanted to start some sort of business in the food space. And I had mentioned CMOS to him, and he was saying that one of his coworkers at the UCLA hospital had actually been like supplying him with CMOS. And I couldn't believe it. And I was like, oh my God, I need to try some. I've been trying to get my hands on this gel for years. I just couldn't trust the people <laughs> online, like in terms of the water that they were using. I'm just envisioning these people making it in their kitchens. And I'm like, how clean are their kitchens? I'm just very paranoid about the quality of ingredients and like any product that I order online I deeply research it Mm -hmm. to make sure there's like no heavy metals in it to make sure it's just a super clean product and I don't know we both just started talking about CMOS every day and we had so much downtime because no one was coming in into next health during COVID we were like some of the only people Mm -hmm. working And I would just read health blogs, come up with different ideas. And then one day we were like, all right, we're going to try this. We're going to start this company. So we came up with the name. And it's funny, too, because looking back, the yoga shala that my teacher training was in before I started working at Next Health was called Akasha. Was that a coincidence or was that? It was a coincidence. I mean, I hadn't. I had completely forgotten until I had looked back at photos like six months ago. And I was like, wait, this is the name of our yoga shala. This isn't even why we chose this name. We were just looking at names online that we really liked. And for some reason, both of us just became obsessed with that name. Does it have meaning? It means kind of like the sixth sense in Sanskrit. It's kind of like Mm -hmm. existing like what is. If that makes sense. And some people say it means like the clouds or like the sky, like beyond. So this is actually a fun fact. Asha and I, so my name's Kishia and her name's Asha. And whenever we have like a Gmail like meetup or we put something on the calendar, we've just labeled it as Akasha like brainstorming session because it's both of our names combined. No way. That's so funny. (laughs) So, so talk about talk about kismet or just like major coincidence but that's crazy it's like one of those things where you're like you must have looked at that that picture and just been like this is exactly where I'm supposed to be exactly this is exactly where I'm supposed to be very aligned thank goodness that Alex is a very trustworthy person I mean full disclaimer I know Alex through my cousin Ashley they're together and he's just a wonderful person but to imagine him just giving you this like back alley CMOS I said like that that was the start your company is amazing yeah no it really is like when you when you word it like that I don't know I I just feel like I had this deep desire to start something of my own Mm -hmm. and I was like wow and this guy also wants to start something like to find someone I feel like since I was straight out of college I feel like everyone was just like looking for jobs no one was really trying to become an entrepreneur right away and that was Mm -hmm. I like didn't envision myself working um like a typical nine to five for very long even though now I work seven to midnight some days (laughs) but (laughs) so to meet someone that also was like very aligned and had like aligned values and 
was hardworking and excited about health and wellness and just very passionate about living a healthy life and actually lived that healthy life. I feel like that was very rare to meet someone like that. Yeah, yeah. How did you both decide that it was going to be a good fit in terms of having a partnership? Like, did you sit down and you just said like, hey, this seems like a good idea. Let's go into it. Or did you both just kind of figure it out as you went along? So we kind of just figured it out as we went along. But I think we just decided, especially since we were making the product by hand, this was it was very, very labor intensive and can you tell us, like, is it a proprietary secret or can you tell us, like, what kind of goes into the product? And yeah. also, I, I realize we haven't actually told our listeners that much about CMOS gel. So you should probably educate us a little bit. Yeah, definitely. So so CMOS, it's like a sea plant. It's like a form of algae seaweed um, that comes from the ocean. And we get ours from St. Lucia, which is in the Caribbean. We visited it this past summer. Actually, it was amazing. And they harvest it, sun dry it. It's shipped out to us. It's high in minerals, antioxidants, great for hair, skin, and nails. Some people love using it on their face as well. I love making a face mask with it. I feel like it makes my skin just like glow. And Which, by the way, you do have amazing skin thank like it's you. very glowy <laughs> like thank even you. on camera right now I'm actually wearing I haven't worn makeup in like three weeks <laughs> oh it's it's amazing thank you so much yeah I usually just use the sea moss and our new prebiotic spray so and then some jojoba oil as a moisturizer but keep it very oh, simple yeah it's working <laughs> thank you and so it's also great for digestion just basically has an array of benefits And it's also high in iodine. So most people are not getting enough iodine in their diet. And that's why some people have thyroid issues or low energy, low sex drive. It's coming from an iodine deficiency because there's only a few ways to get it in your diet. If you're supplementing with it or if you're eating just a ridiculous amount of seaweed, which most people are not. So I take our capsules actually every single day specifically for iodine. So I've noticed if I take them at night, I have too much energy to the point where I can't sleep. So I always take them in the morning after breakfast. But yeah, I take the capsules every single day because they're a combination of bladderwrack, burdock, and the Irish sea moss. So it's an even higher concentration because bladderwrack is another seaweed that's also high in iodine as well. So it's a natural form. It's not like a form created in a lab which is really great and I typically like more bioavailable for the body as well so yeah that's those are the benefits of CMOS and we make the product by so we get the CMOS from St. Lucia and then we clean it super super well can take a few hours to just clean the moss really well because it's just coming straight from the ocean We use an ionizing process to clean it even more, and then it's soaked for about 12 to 24 hours in spring water with limes, organic limes, drained in the morning, washed more about five to 10 more times, rinsed super, super well, drained, and then blended with spring water. And yeah, that's the process of our sea moss. It's just pretty labor-intensive. 
we were making it all in a commercial kitchen and then we started growing really fast and couldn't handle production on our own. So we started reaching out to co-packers. We reached out to hundreds of co-packers. No one was responding to us because people are like, what is this product that you're going to try and have us make? <laughs> Just they re- they'll they read CMOS and they're like, what? Or they'll read our process and just want nothing to do with it. And then finally, we found one co-packing facility that was willing to take us on. We started a couple weeks later. We've been working with them ever since. And we're actually working on a new way to consume sea moss, which will be out in the next few months, hopefully. So That's exciting. Can you talk about it yet or no? Can't really say much, but it will be a much easier way to consume the gel. So it's going to be a replacement for a sea moss gel. It's going to be a lot easier to consume it. It will still be the gel, but we're going to have a longer shelf life and it's going to be easier to consume it. That's exciting. I will say, I mean, I had never heard of sea moss gel before I met Alex. And then I started using the products. Like you, I am very much the type of person that wants to know exactly what's in my food. Like my husband and I enjoy cooking at home just because it's easier to control exactly what goes into the food you're eating. And especially now that I have a son, it's like I don't want to give him anything that has unnecessary additives, preservatives, processing, etc. And I am obsessed with the CMOS gel. Like it's really easy to add into like any smoothie or yogurt bowl or whatever. Like I take magnesium calm at night. And so I was putting like a couple tablespoons of CMOS gel in that. And it's like it it doesn't really have any flavor to me. I know that there's the pitaya one or passion fruit. Is it passion fruit or pitaya? Pitaya. Yeah, it does. It had like a really nice mellow flavor, but it's for, you know, some people I think they hear like seaweed or sea moss and they think like it must taste like briny or whatever, but it really doesn't have like a any taste at all. And I am really excited to try the capsules. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, I love the capsules. The limes that we soak the sea moss with definitely help get rid of the oceany taste. And yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm glad that it tastes palatable. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's fine. I've never noticed any like weird taste to it at all. And I will say like the major benefits, just like you said, like the hair, skin and nails like it does when I take it, especially like with collagen or like hyaluronic acid, like I feel really great. And I have um, I have like an autoimmune inflammatory thing where it works really well for like rashes and it works really well for like staying flexible and limber and like keeping your joints supple. So it's a great product and you guys do an amazing job. What what challenges have you been met with? I know you mentioned that you had a really hard time finding a co-packer that would take you on and that um, you replaced like a typical nine to five for like a, a seven to midnight, which is a lot more daunting than like your typical workday hours, but you seem so passionate and so happy to do it. So it's the passion and vision that's keeping me going, really. And also the people that I'm working with. I'm really grateful. I mean, our team is amazing. We have Alex, Lauren, which was our business consultant, and now she's also part of the team. 
I love her and she inspires me daily. Um, we have Caroline who helps us out with our emails and she's the sweetest girl ever. And then we also have a part-time CFO, Dylan, and he's also really great. So I feel like just being surrounded by the great energy and keeping the vision strong of the company and the integrity of the company is what's really, really just like the life force of it. But in terms of challenges, we've had many. (laughs) I never had any knowledge of the food space before entering it. And I will say, starting a perishable product in glass for retail is probably not the the best decision in terms of scaling. If you want to keep it smaller, I would say totally like go for it. But just because retailers do take a large percentage of the the sales and also having a short shelf life, it does take time for the product to reach the shelves on retail. So you really have like a small window of when you can sell the product. And because our product is fresh, it's raw, we really want to make sure it sells fast. And Sometimes you're just met with challenges and things just come up where like there are issues that get in the way so that that is preventing you from selling the product. Like if there's delays or because our product's so fresh, we make it so we make it twice a month, but sometimes we can't predict how many jars we'll need. So we'll have more waste one week or we won't have enough jars for like two weeks. So it's really been a bit of a challenge knowing how many to produce, being able to sell it all within like the two-week time period that it is on the shelf, and then it being glass. We've had a lot of breakage. Um, glass is more sustainable, better for the environment. People can reuse it. However, we had had a lot of breakage, and refrigerated freight has pretty much doubled within the last two years in terms of cost. And we have our products shipped from Northern California to Southern California every two weeks. So it is, it's pretty expensive. So yeah, those are some of the challenges that we faced. Wild. Sure. Do you both take them on together or do you have different tasks that you're responsible for? How do you co-manage like the stress and the the challenges together? So we, we handle everything pretty much together and figure out, like take everything day by day one by one, deciding what we need to do, what's best for the business and for the product. And then, yeah, just take on each thing day by day while also giving ourselves grace because we know that we are, we've only been in business for two and a half years. So we still are very much a startup. As much growth as we've had, we still like are a startup and we are going to have challenges and there's always going to be challenges. Even if you are like, a multi hundred million dollar company, like you're still going to face challenges even on a greater scale. So we really like see the challenges that we're being met with today as practice for the challenges that we're going to have when we are like a 200 person team as opposed to being a small team right now. I love how open you both are to learning and how, you know, graceful you are when you talk about giving yourselves that space to figure it out. I think that's really, really important. And that's probably been a huge part of your success. I mean, you mentioned that you're only two and a half years in, but you guys have already 
gained so much of a foothold like in the natural food space. I mean, you're all over Erewhon. Like you guys were a part of like the Skinny Confidentials pink drink, which I was obsessed with when I was pregnant. I pretty much had it almost every single day. <laughs> so good. Was one of the people buying out the shelves of your CBOSS shell. So it's amazing how far I think a little tenacity and a little, you know, flexibility of thought goes, you know, like I think Asha and I, you know, we've we've had similar moments with Bridget where we really didn't think that we were going not that we ne- didn't think that we were going to survive the pandemic, but we didn't know what it was going to look like for us because for a long time our focus was on in-person events and then all of a sudden everything was shut down and we were like, wow, we have to come up with some new ideas or take ideas that we've had on the back burner and sort of bring them to the forefront and just figure it out. And, you know, I can really relate to that feeling of just kind of taking it day by day and, you know, relying on your partner and using your resources. And then when you don't have resources, like when you guys need the co-packer, just keeping the momentum and, you know, not stopping until you hit like the 101 co-packer that will take you on right exactly and also constantly pivoting like you mentioned yeah and being open to pivoting so like not getting too attached to one thing I've been very attached to our CMOS gel and just even the idea Mm -hmm. of pivoting slightly out of it would just give me like anxiety just because I'm so obsessed with this product but at the end of the day you do have to make decisions that are best for everyone So I think just being open-minded to be able to pivot and just know that like everything is happening in your favor and just really, really trusting in the whole process of everything. Yeah. What do you do? Do you have any like daily routines or mantras that kind of help you out of the anxieties when they do pop up? I think just keeping a daily routine sticking to a daily routine, taking care of myself, making sure that I'm getting in time to work out every day, make my own meals at home. That's something that I love. Spending time with friends. I think surrounding myself with like very inspiring people. A lot of my friends are, or most of my friends are like entrepreneurs in the health and wellness space. So just being able to talk with them, um, having different like self-care routines, I would say just like working out, going on a walk in nature listening to podcasts that are inspiring and yeah, just staying focused and remembering my coming back to my vision, creating gratitude lists. Those are kind of the things that I do on a daily basis. I love it. Do you still maintain your blog? I haven't updated it for a little bit. I did update some of the (laughs) travel stuff, but I haven't updated any like recipes or blog posts, but it is something I do want to pick up soon. It's something I've been meaning to get back to. I think that it was just based mostly on my like passion for plant-based eating. And now that's kind Mm -hmm. of shifted to like high quality food and more so being more intentional with everything you do rather than just hustling. I think that's also been something I've been more so focused on instead of, you know, trying to do everything and like... 10x all of that instead just like focusing on what's working and be very atten- mm-hmm. intentional about that rather than like just girl bossing the heck out of it you know 
Um, I love that. I love that you bring that up too, because I think it's this new, I mean, everything's sort of like a trend. I think people naturally start to follow suit. Like when one idea picks up, like we're just such communal creatures that like with social media, when, when an idea starts to take hold, I, I don't really think it's so much a trend as in as it is just people naturally are drawn to do what other people are doing. But the whole girl boss thing for a while was such a big thing. Like probably for like the last five to 10 years, I'd say like there was this drive amongst women and and there still totally is, but Mm -hmm. you know, to do it all and be it all at the same time, like be a mom, be a, you know, corporate executive for CEO or start your own company and then also have time to work out. And it like, all of these things are really wonderful. And I personally think that there you should strive to do whatever you want to do. But I love how you bring it back into focus by exemplifying exactly what your belief is, which is like focusing on one thing, like making sure that the quality is great, like taking your time to do the research and figure out like the way that you source your products, the way that you do the research for the things that you, you know, want to put in your body you know, in order to understand them well, I think it's, it's really significant and you can be just as successful even more so by focusing really, really intentionally on one thing as opposed to just spreading yourself too thin and then having all of these, you know, different things that you're doing might not necessarily be, might not necessarily be the better version of things. Like I think sometimes we do need to give ourselves grace. We do. I completely agree with you. And I think that even like, I feel like there's been a huge increase in women having hormone issues and, you know, losing their period and having just overall a lot more health issues. And that could be due to the stress of over the past many years of like, so much is like focused on women like working really, really hard. Yet we haven't even had Mm -hmm. a chance to take a step back and be like wait we also like have the power to like have babies and like do these other things and I feel like when we're so focused on doing we forget like being and like even when we are focused on doing so much we can tune out our intuition and our creative power and other things that like women are stronger in and Mm -hmm. so I think it is like amazing that so many people are like recognizing this too and like then using that as their strength in their business or in their day-to-day life like I agree I totally agree just to be able to use your intuition and take a step back and you make such a good point too it's like instead of constantly making like the to-do list a priority like sometimes you need to be able to step back and actually be present and enjoy like the fruits of your labor otherwise like what are you doing it for if you're if you're completely just focused on the next thing then you're not really being able to sit with you know the gratitude for the present moment that you're in yes yes exactly it's so important I feel like presence when you're in like the present moment it's just the most blissful experience ever because it's like you're not having any want or desire just like so happy within yourself truly is like the best place to be in I love that so much I think that's something we can all take to heart and you know take with us this week as we keep moving along because that's something that I think most people 
forget to do. I mean, especially myself. Oh, I mean, it's so easy when you're looking at your calendar, your schedule or like goals for the end of the quarter or something. It's just like so easy to just jump months, years ahead of making plans and stuff rather than just focusing on like what is going on right now in front of me. Yes. I want to jump around for a second because I know that travel has been a really big part of your life. What have been some of your favorite places to travel to and have your travels influenced your business and your current success? Okay. Yeah. So great question. So I started actually getting into travel. It was around the time that my dad got sick and we would watch the travel channel because he had so much downtime resting and stuff during his treatments and we became obsessed with the travel channel and I had not traveled anywhere as a kid up until I was 16 years old. Hadn't even gone. The furthest I had gone was Las Vegas and that was pretty much the only place I had been. And my dad had like promised us like I'll take you to Alaska, like do all these things like once I'm feeling better. And when that didn't happen, I still had this like deep desire to travel and like to even travel for him. And so studying abroad was one of the first things that I did. And that really changed my life and like completely opened up my mind to just like what's out there and what's across the world. And I feel like even being in a time zone, a different time zone is like it's it's so cool to be like doing things while other people are asleep and just I don't know it just changes your entire perspective on everything and I feel like I've spent the most time in Indonesia and in Asia I've actually been to Bali five times it's somewhere oh wow yeah (laughs) it's somewhere that (laughs) I really really love and I have a huge appreciation for all the local people there I've met a lot of people. I come back and see the same local people every time I visit. And it's really given me a whole new outlook on life, appreciation for life. They have a lot of poverty there. And it's Mm -hmm. something that when I even hear people complain about the most, the smallest things here, You know, I mean, once you see that level of poverty, it's hard to complain about anything that you have. So it's definitely given me a lot more gratitude towards everything in my life. And I just co-hosted a retreat actually in Bali. I got back last week and that was just super fulfilling and just incredibly inspiring to meet so many other people that are also more like entrepreneurial focused or like health and wellness focused. And I feel like every time that I have a similar experience to that, it just makes me feel way more inspired to keep going in my business and shifts my ideas and like just like outlooks on life, which overall help me show up better in my business every single day. I love that so much. I think it's really important to be able to empathize with other people. And I think travel is one of the best ways to do that. Um, I'm going to definitely have to pick your brain about Bali because <laughs> it's clearly a magical place if you've been there five times. Yeah, I love that. It has like an energy that you can't even really describe. You just have to experience it. And I feel like it really makes you become your most authentic self in a sense where 
nothing materialistic matters. So you completely forget about everything material. And it's just purely connecting with other people while you're there and like living and existing, if that makes sense. It seems like a very spiritual, spiritual place. It is. Yeah. I love that. Well, as much as I'd like to keep you, we are coming to the end of our time together. So at the end of every interview, Asha and I like to do something um, a little bit more fun and free called Fast Five. So I have a list of five questions, nothing too serious. You just answer them really quick before we wrap up. So if you're ready, I'll get started. Yeah. Okay. So number one, what is your favorite comfort food? I love a steak, a grass-fed, grass-finished steak with some raw honey and a sweet potato and some avocado. Oh. With lots of salt. Honey on the steak? Yeah. So good. Really? I have to tell I have to tell Kevin about that. I've never heard that before. But that sounds delicious. Yeah. Okay. Favorite food as a medicine? Hmm. I guess you could say sea moss. Yeah, I mean, I guess sea moss would probably be it, actually. Sea moss or just fresh herbs that I get from the farmer's market. I love just adding fresh herbs into everything, and I think that they're so incredibly healing. Yeah, sea moss also is great, too, because you can (laughs) add it to your smoothies. It's so versatile. Yeah. Uh, Most used item in your kitchen. Probably my blender. I blend up a lot of things. Okay. What is one thing or idea that you're really passionate about right now? Hmm. I mean, I can't really say because there are new products coming out that I'm super passionate about, but I am very passionate about our prebiotic spray and the skin microbiome and learning everything there is to know about the skin microbiome. And it's completely opened up my mind about how many issues there are in the skincare industry. I'm really excited for our listeners to try this. We'll go into a little a little bit more, but I I have tried the prebiotic spray and I keep it in my fridge. It's one of like the best things in the morning or right when I come home from work cuz not only does like the cold spray just feel so nice and refreshing, but like it's an amazing thing for hives, dry skin. Like my skin's been glowing since I've started using it. So So glad. That's one of my favorites. Okay, number five. Do you have a favorite book or podcast right now? My favorite? Well, I usually read nonfiction books, but I just started getting into fiction. And I just read Verity, Colleen Hoover's oh. series. Have you read that? Yeah, it's a good one. I read it in like it's a really good 48 hours. I couldn't believe it. It really blew my mind. Um, So I'm about to start one of her other books. <laughs> Yeah, that's just what which I'm book currently... are you starting next? Um, it begins or it ends with us. Yeah, she's a really easy read. It's like fun and it like gets you out of your it... gets you out of like it's like a nice break to your daily routine. Definitely, especially because every other book that I read is pretty much like about lymphatic drainage or like this herbal supplement or. Like, it's all more serious or very, like, mm-hmm. entrepreneurial, business-minded, so. Just, like, tailored to your work. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, it was great to read something that took my mind off of things. 
Okay, we this is not a fast five question, but it is something that we like to ask at the end of every interview. What was one quality that you had as a young woman or teen that you didn't take pride in then, but that you look back at now and you really appreciate? There's actually a couple that come to mind. One of them was like how hard I worked in school. I was always pretty embarrassed about it. I never wanted to tell anyone my grades. I would always like say that they were lower than they were. It was just never something that I was ever like proud of. It was kind of something I felt like I did in secret. But now I feel like all that hard work really got me to where I am today and like has allowed me to face a lot of the challenges that I face on a daily basis and like has allowed me to keep going. And then also my height, I was always so embarrassed about being tall. I feel like I hit puberty at a really young age and was just like, I would come home and just like tell my mom how I wanted to be shorter. And now I feel like Aww. I really, I really own it and I I feel really good. So yeah. Do you mind sharing how tall you are? I'm 5'9". It's nothing like crazy, but I, yeah. I grew that height in middle school. So <laughs> that's, I mean, it's pretty, I'm five feet and um, Asha, I'm actually, sure how tall Asha is but she's I think she's almost six feet tall and so we laugh because it's the same thing it's like you always kind of wish for you know the opposite yeah the grass is greener but and I look back and I'm like I wish I could just have hugged my younger self and just say like yeah embrace it be comfortable yeah be comfortable and embrace who you are I'm proud of your younger self and you and I love hearing the trajectory of your success and being able to see how somebody who might have been a little bit secretive about their successes has grown into somebody who has this incredible company and um, you know you just you keep your head down and you work hard and you keep spreading things like gratitude and your love of food authentically and it's it's really showing in in a product that's just as authentic and amazing as your work ethic and as everything that you've put into it. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Thank you. This has been really great. So great. I feel like we could talk forever. Yes. Can you share with our listeners where they can find you, where they can find out more about Akasha Superfoods? Yes. So you can head to our website for Akasha, www.akashasuperfoods.com. And follow me on Instagram, Anna underscore Rook, R-O-O-K-E. And we can also come up with a discount. Meet Bridget 15. Yeah, I would love that. For yes, 15% that off. would be amazing. Okay, cool. That would be amazing. That's actually so fun. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. Our listeners will love that. Now you guys can have no excuse not to be good to yourselves this week. Yes. And try the prebiotic spray. Yes, definitely. We will put all the links in our show notes so that you can follow Anna, follow Akasha Superfoods, see what they're doing. And um, I guess we'll be looking forward to a new product very soon. So excited. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. And that's our show. If you liked what you heard today, please like, subscribe to follow, and share Meet Bridget with your circle. The best way to help our work here is to rate and review our podcast. We're listening and constantly working to build something helpful for you. Catch you next time. 
you have an awesome time? Did you drink awesome shooters and listen to awesome music and then just sit around and soak up each other's awesomeness?